All righty. I had to start out with a little bit of humor and a good song there at the same time. That was Brian Faldudo with Same Old Country Love Song. And you are listening to Lavender Hill here on KZUM Lincoln, KZUM HD, 89.3 on the FM and online at KZUM.org. Perhaps you're using that handy-dandy smarter-than-a-calculator device that you take everywhere with you. Put it down if you're driving and listening to me on your favorite mobile listening app like TuneIn or Next Radio. Or you could be listening up to two weeks after original broadcast thanks to the KZUM archives, which can be found online at kzum.org slash archives. However it is that you're listening, I'm glad that you're here today and I got a lot of stuff to try to cover and hopefully it won't all be bad news. I know it's not all bad news, but I don't know if I'll get to all the good news while I'm at it. Alrighty, well, keeping it local to begin with, of course, uh, we are going to talk about what's going on in the Nebraska legislature as soon as my page decides to refresh here. Wow. Alrighty. Well, we all know that it's been a uh, horrendous experience for the LGBTQ community, especially the trans portion of that community this year, not just in Nebraska, but across the country. And ooh. That's unfortunate. My page did not want to load. Hey, probably because the internet decided to go out here in the studio. That's not cool. So let's see if I can get this pulled up on my phone here for us. So just bear with me, please. Got it. Oop, there it goes. It decided to come back. Woohoo. Alrighty. So according to the reader or uh, um, seen read any. Uh, Nebraska drag queens advocates uh, have uh, been fighting a proposal to prohibit children from attending drag shows. And we're not talking the adult-oriented drag shows that are featured at bars and clubs and stuff like that. We're talking about stuff like Drag Story Hour. So let's see here. Uh, This is from last Monday. So that's where we're starting out here. Uh, Drag queens and local LGBTQ plus advocates flooded a legislative hearing last Friday talking about the joy of drag in the face of efforts to restrict minors from attending such performances. We're talking about Legislative Bill 371 proposed by Senator Dave Merman of Glenville. Uh, which would prohibit minors, specifically those younger than 19, from attending drag shows. He defines drag as when the performer entertains displaying a gender identity different from their sex assigned at birth. Opponents express concern that such a definition could apply to transgender people, even in public life. An amendment would classify drag shows as adult entertainment and would extend education, not just singing, lip syncing, dancing, or otherwise performing for entertainment. And anyone who brought a child to such an event, including the child's parents, could be charged with a class one misdemeanor. Merman said that uh, charge matches the lowest punishment for child abuse. Yes, equating taking your child to drag story hour with child abuse. Mm. Uh, so yeah of course the uh, lowest punishment for child abuse uh, is referring to when children are placed in a situation where they are sexually manipulated or put in harm's way but that does not result in serious bodily injury Uh, yeah I'm still trying to figure out how you can equate being read a story 
as child abuse. A class one misdemeanor carries a penalty of up to $1,000 or one year in jail. Organizations that knowingly violate the proposed law, if it is passed, would be fined $10,000. And no state agency could use state funds to host a drag performance. That means uh, nothing at schools, which gets a little hairy when you think about how often, due to whatever circumstance, whatever reasoning, actors on stage do quite often appear in what we would consider drag. Uh, Okay, so, Merman said his bill is about protecting children, which is the same argument that's been used to support other legislation this session dealing with LGBTQ Nebraskans. Uh, Let's see here. He is quoted as saying when talking to the Judiciary Committee, I have nothing against anyone dressing in drag or participating in drag shows. And I love everyone. Uh, But this is about making sure kids are not at drag shows and are not introduced to overly sexual or inappropriate behavior far too early. I'm still trying to figure out how these repugnants get the idea that these open to all ages drag performances are sexualized in any way, shape or form. Just because somebody is in a gorgeous gown, pardon me, didn't mean to squeak there, gorgeous gown, dressed to the nines or whatever, doesn't mean that they're being sexualized or that they're trying to sexualize children. Has he ever attended a drag story hour? Have any of these repugnants that are going on and on and on about stuff like this ever attended a drag story hour? I highly doubt it. Uh, You can read that whole article and follow the embedded links later today. I will be posting that over to our Facebook page for Lavender Hill. I'll be doing that during the first half hour or so of uh, the women's show today. So I'm going to be hanging out with Deb till 2 o'clock. We're going to be playing musical tag for the latter portion of the show after she has her interview segment. But let's move right along to some other kind of localish stuff and not just kind of localish we're talking about uh this is an article from lgbtqnation.com where a a nebraska lawmaker with a trans son tells her gop colleagues she's done with them this is according to an article from last monday march 27th alex bollinger writing for lgbtqnation.com A Nebraska state senator is causing waves in the state legislature, and no, we're not talking about Michaela Kavanaugh, Um, after a scathing speech where she told her Republican colleagues that she is done being polite with them since they're attacking her family, namely her 12-year-old transgender son. Senator Megan Hunt, a Democrat here in Nebraska, is quoted as saying, My son is trans, and this bill, colleagues, is such an affront to me personally and would violate my rights to parent my child in Nebraska. Uh, She is vowing to filibuster every bill during the legislative session until trans medical ban proposed by the Republicans is withdrawn. So, yes, she's joining the ranks of Michaela Kavanaugh there with the filibustering. Got a little bit of an update on that for you, too, here in a bit. But she's, of course, referring to LB 574, which would ban doctors from providing gender-affirming care to transgender people under the age of 19. 
the measure includes puberty blockers, meaning that trans youth would have to go through puberty associated with the wrong gender and live with its permanent effects if this bill passes. There is much more to that article, and I do encourage you to check it out uh, by going to lgbtqnation.com or waiting for me to post the link over on the Facebook page for Lavender Hill. So, yeah, and that's only a little ways into things this morning, and I got a lot more to try to cover. So we'll see if that is possible after we take this music break. And, you know, I, yeah, it's, try not to get up on my soapbox, but, oh, it is so hard today, so hard. Okay, let's hear from Against Me. Yes, we definitely need to stop and take some time to think sometimes when it comes to what's going on, especially in politics. According to 1011 Now, um, there has been a proposed and approved temporary rule change for the rest of the uh, legislative session this year in Nebraska. In an attempt to put a stop to the filibustering, that has been promised and so far presented by Michaela Kavanaugh and now uh, Senator Megan Hunt, uh, Steve Erdman, the state senator from Bayard, uh, who is also the chairman of the Rules Committee, introduced a motion to adopt rule change for the remainder of the session. The change allows for only one motion to postpone to be put forward at a time for the rest of the 108th legislative first session. Rather than allowing several, which has been the standard, uh, that's what happened and uh, Thursday ahead of a cloucher vote on LB 574 which would ban transgender affirming care for transgender youth. So this past Tuesday, the rule was changed and approved in a vote 32 to 18. Omaha State Senator Michaela Kavanaugh put up a motion to reconsider And after much debate, that motion failed 32 to 15. So there's two that voted for the motion to reconsider that didn't vote in the motion to accept the proposed rule change. Okay. Somebody must have been asleep at their desk or arrived late to the session. It happens. We're humans, right? Even though, even our politicians are human, despite how some of them may act and feel they are not, but they are. All righty. So that's going to kind of put a, a little hamper on things, but that doesn't stop school students from voicing their opinion on things, and that's for darn sure. Friday was the International Transgender Day of Visibility. And in Omaha, as well as several other places, I'm sure, students staged a walkout in protest of bills like 574. And it was not the first time it's happened. Won't be the last time it's happened, I'm sure. But students, these high school students, many of whom will be, if not already, of voting age very soon, are getting involved. And I think that's spectacular that they're getting involved. And, and personally, I really don't care what your politics are. As long as you get involved in some way and cast your vote. We have seen in recent years that sometimes that 
one vote can be the deciding factor. And we're not just talking about in a legislative session. We're talking about during a primary, during a general election, during a special election. Each and every person who is of eligible voting age in the United States and is otherwise eligible to vote should vote. I don't care your politics. I really don't. Just get out there and vote. I'm kind of pushing that because uh, Tuesday is uh, a uh, primary election uh, for many of us in Nebraska, especially here in the Lincoln community. And, you know, you get out there and vote. Okay, so I got to have something more than just, you know, those students who showed their true colors, if you will. Should have put that song in today, but oh well, didn't get to it. Uh, Two states to our north, in North Dakota. A Republican governor has done something right for the second time during his gubernatorial career in North Dakota. Yes, uh, the North Dakota governor has vetoed a transgender pronouns bill. And this is from Thursday, March 30th. North Dakota's Republican governor uh, vetoed a bill that would generally prohibit public schools teachers and staff from referring to transgender students by pronouns other than those reflecting the sex assigned to them at birth. And of course, the state Senate voted 37 to 9 to override that veto Thursday afternoon, just hours after Governor Doug Bergman's or excuse me, Bergham's office announced his decision. The House, which will uh, uh, which convened on Friday, must, of course, vote on that override as well. But the the uh, Bismarck Tribune reported to that fact. The House approved the bill 60 to 32 in February, three votes short of the two-thirds majority needed to override the veto. But they can still try to override it. And I don't have an update, unfortunately, on that. But this is not the first time that Governor... Burgum has done something right by the trans community, despite his allegiance, if you will, to the grand old party of the Republicans. So, yeah, it, you know, you may consider it to be a political suicide in such a conservative state like North Dakota, but there's one thing that you got to kind of understand about the upper Midwest and, you know, the Plains region like Nebraska. A lot of us really don't care what somebody's doing as long as it's not causing harm, physical, mental, emotional, or otherwise. As long as it is not an affront to generally accepted mores, we don't care. If you identify as male when you were born as female, great. If you identify as female when you were born as male, great. If you identify as both for whatever reason, great. You're not harming me by doing that. You're not harming your neighbor by doing that. So it doesn't really matter. At least not to many of us. And when it comes to voting, a lot of us will vote either party line or with our hearts. There's quite a few of us that will combine the two, think about what it is that they're voting for, and vote thusly. All righty. So, of course, with Friday being uh, the Transgender Day of Visibility, uh, Biden 
put in his uh, two cents with his official statement to that. And, of course, was called out by many Republicans. <sighs> wow. Really? And when I... Mm, I got to be careful how I want to phrase this, not because I'm afraid I'm going to say something that's going to get me yanked from the air, but because I don't want to offend those people that I'm not trying to offend. I know many Republicans who are not of the MAGA or Tea Party style Republicans. They're fiscally conservative. They're, they're socially moderate. They may even be a little bit more socially liberal but they're fiscally conservative, and that's why they feel they're Republicans. That's why they identify <laughs> with the Republican Party, just like there's many Democrats out there that are extremely liberal on social issues, but they're more moderate or even conservative on fiscal issues. But they still identify <laughs> with the Democratic Party. And then, of course, you have your independents, your libertarians, your Green Party, your this, your that whatever just because you identify as Republican it doesn't mean that I'm trying to call you out but that being said if you identify as a Republican when it comes to voting when it comes to how you hold to your politics then you need to hold your elected Republican officials as well as non-Republican officials to task if they are doing something that you feel is morally reprehensible, such as LB 574 and 575 and 371 and several other bills here in Nebraska and elsewhere, you need to hold them accountable. Take advantage of your civic responsibility, not just to vote, but to communicate with your elected officials, whether they be on the city, the county, the state, or the national level reach out to them they themselves may not be the ones reading those emails postcards letters listening to the messages on their voicemail but somebody in their office is and that information is compiled and shared with those elected officials and there are quite a few out there that do actually take the time to read and respond or listen and call back or even when you're lucky enough to catch them in their office, talk to you, whether over the phone or face-to-face. -face. They have to. They work for us. Remember that. Our elected officials work for us. Now, I know I said I was going to try not to get up on too high of a soapbox, so I'm trying not to teeter-totter too high up here on this box of soap because, well, I'm allergic to most of them. But you really, you know, need to take your civic responsibilities serious and that's what they are is a serious responsibility it's not just oh it's time to vote i should probably go to the polls or i should fill out this mail-in ballot or whatever it is a responsibility as a u.s citizen to make your voice heard and i know i said this earlier a lot of people don't think that one vote really matters, but it does. I have arguments with my brother about that. He doesn't really get involved. He, he's registered to vote. Yeah, he'll vote in the national elections, but not so much the local. And I'm like, hello, you live here. You should care about what's going on. But he doesn't really want to discuss politics anymore for whatever reason. That's fine. Uh, we agree on most things. Some things we 
don't. Just like my mother and I, we don't talk politics anymore. We just don't. But there are many people in my life that we will talk politics. And, you know, we may agree for the most part. And then there are some times where we disagree and we can get rather heated and vehement about it. And anybody who uh, follows my personal page on Facebook has probably noticed that I do have people in my life who are extremely conservative or extremely liberal. And they will oftentimes wind up commenting back and forth on something that I've posted, whether it be a news article or just a simple little statement. I don't respond back unless they specifically are directing a message to me. But I watch and read what it is that they say to each other. And I pay attention. And I find it to be quite satisfying to see that many of my friends can have a civil political conversation even when they don't agree with each other. And when it gets to the point where they just cannot continue without being mean, vicious, uncivilized towards each other, they back down. They don't give up. They just go, okay, we can't agree on this. Let's move along. Let's, you know, leave this lie. I have my opinion. You have your opinion. And that's what they are. And we all know about opinions and, other, and certain body parts. Everybody has one. Sometimes they stink. So, yeah, just live and let live I guess is what you could say and that really is the important thing when it comes to certain social and civil rights issues transgender people are people they you know trans women are women trans men are men enough said right at least that's what it should be somebody can be as young as five and start to realize that there's something different about them. And they should have the support of their family. They should have the support of their educational system in coming to an understanding of who and what they are. If five-year-old Johnny wants to be called Joni, letter, she may change her mind. She may grow and mature differently than what she and her family expect. And by the time she's in high school, Joni is Johnny again. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. Gender-affirming care is not just hormone therapy. It's not just surgery, which almost never happens with minors. Gender-affirming care is caring about a person taking them at what they say they are and who they say they are. And we need to stop with some of this BS that's been going on in politics. It's become such a hot-button issue across the country thanks to maggots and, you know, what the Tea Party used to be and all that. So just, eh. Okay, I'm going to step back off of that soapbox, really. I am. I'm getting ready to do our bottom of the hour break here. I got myself a little distracted uh, climbing up there and going squeak, 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 try not to fall. So 
We're going to get ready for that break. We'll have a little bit more music when we come back, of course. And, uh, you know, just keep on listening here to Lavender Hill. I'm hoping that you are getting something out of what I'm saying. So here we go. All righty, that was not the song that I had originally lined up, but it was the group, so we'll go with it. That was Salgexicon by uh, Steam Powered Giraffe. I had meant to play Wired Wrong, but didn't realize I was on the wrong one until a while. It was too late. Anywho. All righty, well, I hope you had uh, a little bit of fun there with my uh, oopsie. Uh, you know, nice and energetic at the very least, and definitely shows just how much of a geek I can be sometimes, right? All righty then. So, getting back to the nitty gritty of things, I debated bringing this one up at all, but it was one of the first things that smacked me in the face this week, as I'm sure it smacked many people in the face. Um,. This past Monday, there was another school shooting, this time at Nashville Christian School, or a Christian school in Nashville, pardon me. Uh, And according to some sources, the shooter has been identified as a transgender person. Um, A transgender man in particular, but is still being dead named. Uh, by the media. It's still an affront to the trans community when you dead name somebody, no matter why you're talking about them. But anyways, uh, police have identified the shooter as uh, Audrey Elizabeth Hale, 28, who, according to many sources, has identified as a transgender man. Uh, Police initially identified Hale as female, and uh, when she, by their interpretation of things, uh, entered the Covenant uh, Christian School there in Nashville with an AR-style rifle and pistol and another handgun. Just because the shooter identified as transgender does not mean all transgender people are shooters. Mm. But of course, there's many people out there. They're getting all up in arms, no pun intended here, about that shooter who killed three children and three adults before themselves dying. They're getting all up in arms about them being transgender and that that had to have been the reason why they were mentally unstable and this, that, and the other thing. No, it's not true. Anyways. According to Metro Police in Nashville, uh, they have a manifesto, they have some other writings, and they're going over them as they pertain to the shooting. Uh, They also have a map drawn out of how Hale was going to enter the school and all that. But again, just because Hale identified as trans does not mean that Hale went in because they were trans. No, we don't know. We're not inside Hale's head. We can't be inside Hale's head. We can't be inside the head of any school shooter or other type of mass shooting incident where the shooter or shooters are dead. We can't get into their head. We can only try to find out 
what they may have been thinking, feeling, what their intention behind the action was by reading their quote-unquote manifestos, by reading their emails, social media, journals, whatever it is that they may have been writing in, and of course by talking to friends and family. But of course, certain maggots, including MTG, have been taking to social media and television media to state that Hale was an unstable trans person and that is why Hale entered the school and opened fire. Yes, Congresswoman MTG, the... the uh, 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 let's just put it this way. Twitter actually did something to her. Her official Twitter feed as an elected official has been put on restrictions because of certain postings that she made as of Tuesday. Um, she has taken to her personal account, which is her right, and will probably also get suspended or at least uh, restricted before too much longer, uh, saying that, um, yeah, let's see here. Yeah, I'm not even sure I want to go into that part of things, but no. Other than certain people joining in on the bandwagon with her and going that Friday was not the transgender day of visibility, it was the transgender day of vengeance. Really? If every single transgender person in the world, heck, let's just narrow it down. If every single transgender person in one city in the United States, be that Lincoln, be that Omaha, Chicago, Washington, D.C., New York, San Francisco, whatever. If every single trans person in that city were to take up arms, it would be a day of vengeance. But they're not like that. No. People in general are not like that. Yes, they want to get some kind of vengeance, if you will. I would go so I would I would change that to justice for the harm that has been done to them as individuals and as a community. And they do work towards that. We all work towards that justice that we think and feel we deserve. I mean, if we didn't, Jim Crow laws would still be the, the norm. You know, they still exist sometimes, but you know, they would be the norm. Slavery would still exist. Women would not have the right to vote if people didn't work towards justice. But anyways, MTG needs to go away in my opinion, but uh, I don't really have any say in that because she's not a, uh, an official from my neck of the woods. But of course... Uh, Democratic representative from Florida, Jared Moskowitz, um, kind of ripped into MTG for arguing that gender-affirming hormones and the lack of guns in schools were responsible for that Nashville shooting. Part of what he said is, you guys are worried about banning books? Dead kids can't read. Moskowitz was speaking at a committee on oversight and accountability uh, meeting about the shooting when he told the committee that he would yield to anyone on this committee who disagrees that murder in schools is not murder. 
And that's when MTG decided to pipe in with something and gave some vague, really uh, uncertain as to how it pertained to it, personal anecdote. And yeah, it's, oh, I can't even, no, I'll let you read it. I just can't. So rather than me trying to wrap my tired brain around that, I'm going to go play some music for you and see if I can't, you know, come up with a couple of, you know, fun, nice, good news type things to wrap up with here on the show. So, anywho, let's hear from Venus to Mars and all the pretty horses. Sound like a plan? From Ten Bones, that was Venus to Mars and all the pretty horses with Broken Down. You know, I decided since I've been trying to use music to change the mood of things here that maybe we'd have a little bit of musical news for you here and still relate it to things that are going on for the LGBTQIA community. And I'm talking about how Madonna and other uh, musicians have been slamming a new Tennessee law on drag shows and gender-affirming care, calling them unfounded and pathetic. And you know, with Madonna, she wanted to say some other words, but she didn't hear. Uh, she is, of course, speaking out against the newly passed laws in Tennessee that opponents say target the LGBTQ community. In a press release issued last Monday, Madonna sounded off on Tennessee's new laws banning gender-affirming health care and adult-oriented entertainment, including male and female impersonators, from public property, as well as similar bills that have been introduced across the country. She's quoted in the statement as saying the oppression of the LGBTQ plus is not only unacceptable in, and inhumane. It's creating an unsafe environment. It makes America a dangerous place for our most vulnerable citizens, especially trans women of color. Madonna also announced that she's adding another stop to her celebration tour, which kicks off in July. She's going to be stopping in Nashville. Uh, and drag queen and RuPaul Drag Race alum Bob the Drag Queen, who serves as the tour's special guest, will be joining her for that December 22nd concert. Uh, let's see here. Madonna's statement also says, These so-called laws to protect our children are unfounded and pathetic. Anyone with half a brain knows not to mess with a drag queen. Bob and I will see you from the stage in Nashville where we will celebrate the beauty that is the queer community. And she's not the only music star who's taking a stand against Tennessee's controversial drag show bill. Country singer Marin Morris denounced the legislation during a performance at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena this past week for Love Rising, an all-star benefit concert for LGBTQ causes. She's quoted as saying, I introduced my son to some drag queens today. So, Tennessee arrest me. He's growing up here as a Nashvilleian, and I just want to leave this world for him a little bit better than the one we're in right now. Madonna and Morris's comments come at the heels of Tennessee Governor Bill Lee's signature on a law restricting drag performances on public property, which was passed earlier in March. 
Uh, its language prohibits adult-oriented entertainment harmful to children, including by male and female impersonators. Uh, that's pretty much the entirety of that from USA Today, but I will be sharing that link over on our Facebook page if you want to read it and follow up on some of the other stuff that's going on there. But as Friday was the Transgender Day of Visibility, I wanted to uh, refer to how... President Biden celebrated that day and how he called out hateful MAGA extremists. This is according to HuffPost, Ryan Grenoble writing on Friday, March 31st. Uh, let's see here. Can I get to where I need to go? President Biden on Friday issued a statement celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility and applauding the bravery of trans people in the face of threats from MAGA extremists who push hateful and extreme state laws. Biden also used the opportunity to highlight how those persistent attacks exacerbate the nation's mental health crisis, which is particularly acute among trans youth. All righty, reading from uh, part of Biden's statement there. On Transgender Day of Visibility, we celebrate the strength, joy, and absolute courage as some of the bravest people I know. Transgender Americans deserve to be safe and supported in every community. But today, across our country, MAGA extremists are advancing hundreds of hateful and extreme state laws that target transgender kids and their families. So, yeah. Biden using such terms in his official statement is a little bit of a wake-up call there maybe to some people. I don't know. You may feel that way. But, yeah, I'm going to be posting that link along with his full uh, Transgender Day of Visibility statement over to our Facebook page for Lavender Hill. I am getting ready to head th hand things over to Deb Anderson, who I will be setting in with for some musical tag after she has an interview with uh, Lucy Tremblay, right? Yes, uh, who will be uh, joining us via phone for that. Looking forward to it. Uh, and well, that is what it is. But anywho... Since I am going all over the place here, I want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in today to Lavender Hill. Thank you to all of the listeners that show up on our listener map. I don't get to see you if you're using the rate or one of the uh, listening apps, but if you're using the website, I get to see that you're there. So thank you all for tuning in. Remember, you can catch up in archives at uh, ksum.org slash archives. Listen to all your favorite shows for up to two weeks after their original broadcast. I'm uh, going to go out here with with uh, some Tegan and Sarah for you. And uh, then I'll be hanging out with Deb until 2 o'clock. So keep on listening here to KZUM. We got a great one lined up for you each and every day. Hello, computer. Really, computer? Hi. You're going to do what I tell you to do, computer. Oh, it's going to be a pain. <laughs> Live radio. Gotta love it. Hello, computer. Well, while I'm waiting for the computer to actually start getting caught up there, I might as well remind you all that you can find out what's going on in the Lincoln and Nebraska uh, LGBTQ community by uh, checking out outnebraska.org. 